All right, guys, welcome to episode 18 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And this episode, we're going to talk about all about owning it and just embracing who you are. We're going to travel down motherhood. Um, it's going to be lots of fun. And I'm excited because I have my special guest right in front of me today. And it's been a while um, that I've recorded an episode with someone right in front of me. So I'm a little nervous over here. I'm trying not to sweat and pull the superstar. I promise <laughs> I won't not smelling my pits, but <laughs> it's okay if you do. <laughs> right. So with me today, I have Meg Pale. She is a mother, a friend, a badass mama, a street parker. But I had met her last year in person for the first time at the OC meetup, the very last meetup we had um, before, you know, uh, we got rocked a little bit last year. Um, But anyway, so I'm excited to have you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for making the drive. Um, And yeah, welcome to the high desert. (laughs) Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Um, One, because I had to drive in my car today without listening to Itsy Bitsy Spider and it was glorious. So thank you. That's nice. (laughs) I feel like lately I've been wanting to jam out to, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but Cuckoo Kangaroo. No. My kids, they've been religiously listening to them on Monday and Tuesdays at school. Um, They're both in the same preschool class. So in the backseat, every time I pick them up, Lily's like, icky sticky waffle. (laughs) And then he's like, mozzarella pizza. And then it's like this milkshake song. And then they're like doing the dinosaur stomp. And I'm like, Oh, I'm over there like, yeah, like in traffic and I'm like jamming out with them. Oh, you should have seen like, me yesterday. People probably think my, first of all, my windows are like bad guy tint. You can't see through them. So the only way you could see is in your rear view mirror. You could see oh. me jamming <laughs> out. But what you don't know is that I'm listening to um, a little robot seeing Monster Mash and my mm. kids clapping in the backseat. So, mm. Yeah. 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 I, th- I feel like sometimes people think I'm either listening to like Rob Zombie or uh I don't know, uh, Metallica, uh, you know, (laughs) Slipknot and I, or Tool. And I'm literally listening to either uh, Moana um, or Storybots. Oh, I could jam out Um, to some Frozen. Yeah. I love Frozen. I do like that Maui Mm -hmm. song. I I pretty much have that whole. I can do the rap. I won't won't indulge you now, but I can. Oh, that's my favorite part. I'm like. My son asks me, mommy, do the rap. I'm like, meh, I'm good. Yeah, that's like my Eminem part. I'm like, <laughs> feel like such a badass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I look forward to that. I'm like, again and again. And then Lincoln's like, mom, we've already, already listened to it like four times. And I'm like, it's okay. One more time. And yeah. he's like, Lily's like the other song, mom. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm listening time. to this. Okay. Yeah, I like this song. Yeah. I know. My brother walked in one day and he's like, uh, you're working out to this music. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. it's Moana soundtrack. Definitely he's happening. like, but you really do listen to this. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And then he yeah. walks in just to visit the kids and then leaves. And he's like, all right, have a good day. And I'm like, yeah, you too. Bye. There's new songs that we just recently um, were, were like introduced to. And it's Marshmallow, the DJ, oh, has yeah. made a kids like Cocomelon, but uh-huh. for kids. Yeah. So it's basically like trap and edm beats in the background of like old mcdonald and itsy bitsy spider and i'm telling you right now some of them are fire i listen to them i listen to them and i find myself because i drop my kids off and then the songs are still playing yeah and sometimes i'm like oh uh there's no kids and i'm still listening to this oh i'll have to check it out they're good i will i'll show you them 
I like him. Yeah. And I know our oldest likes him a lot. So like he's played Lincoln some songs. Lincoln's like, I like him. So we'll have to. Some of the songs, honestly, if you have to listen to kids songs, these are ones that you won't be like climbing your own walls. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. It's a good spin on having to listen to kids songs. So maybe I'll play that during practice too. They'll like it. They will like it. It'll pump them up. Those kids think I'm like the craziest person alive. I'm like, why is my voice always so raspy after I coach? And I'm like, cause I'm over there going <laughs> dinosaur noises. I'm like, okay, let's play hit the coach. And then I have to act out their favorite animal. And they're like the first week, someone's like unicorn. And I'm like, well, how do you do that? She's like, like flap your arms and then point. And I'm like, how do I do that at the same time? You guys kids will like, teach you yeah. kids will teach you. If you and let them, they'll be like, like this, watch. This. And they're like alligator. And I'm like, and then hands. you find yourself in the middle of a field doing like alligator hands and yeah. flapping your wings and yeah. And the best part is that the parents are right there smiling and recording. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Don't, don't allow this to go viral. <laughs> this will be yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. I'm that coach. And like, I see the moms and all excited and they're the kids are all excited and screaming. And I'm just like, Oh, they're recording. Oh, okay. But they're going to have those yeah. memories of yeah. you being this coach that like yeah. actually plays with them and right. makes them enjoy what they do. Yeah, And that's what I was that's telling my, uh, my husband. I was like, Sometimes I'm like, am I doing too much? Is it like too fun? Not competitive. But at this age, it's not just good sportsmanship. It's make clearing that path for them to enjoy and love sports. Because I feel like when you're drawn away to just the competitive level, you get tired, you get worn out. Yeah, because it becomes age. a job. It becomes it's exactly. A job. It's a it's a have to task mm-hmm. rather than I want to do this yeah. because I either like it or it makes me feel yeah. good. Yeah. So if we can implement it now, like, you know, it is also fun and competitive. Um, but I see these kids and like, I just want to make sure I leave that print on them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, maybe 20 years from now they're playing for, I don't know, Brazil or something. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's so awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm going to read a little something really quick. And then um, we'll do close your eyes and repeat after me. And then we're kind of, cause between us two, we could talk all day. So Definitely. I'm just going to squeeze this in. We had to finally then, push play because we were talking yeah. for a million years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we should have just pressed play a long time ago. It'd be like <laughs> a Rogan episode where you just like random all, the yeah, way around. all over the place. Okay. <clears throat> Appreciate how special you are. There will never be anyone exactly like you. You were given special gifts and talents to share with the world And even though everybody has special gifts and talents, no one will use theirs quite the same way you do. You have a way of being in the world and a perspective that's unique to you. You are the only one who thinks your thoughts the way you think them. You have created your own unique reality and are living your life according to your own unique path. You are the only one that will ever be you. You are a kind of, I'm sorry, you are kind of a big deal. Um, and that is from a little section out of You Are a Badass, um, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. Um, so I want you guys really quick to close your eyes and repeat after me. I love myself. I would go into this week owning who I am. I will not doubt who I am. I will work on my self-confidence because I am worthy, I am enough, and I am a badass. I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. So Meg, tell us a little bit about your journey. I know you kind of 
um, before this and a few weeks back, you were telling me, you know, your biggest part of your journey was owning who you are. Yeah. So your podcast, we were talking about this earlier, is that a lot of these women's have a lot of these women and your guests have something that they have like overcome that you can say, this thing is what I'm overcoming. Whether it's, um, symptoms from being ill or, um, come overcoming addiction or whatever it may be. I have come to think of my journey as basically owning my personality and owning who I am as a woman and like being okay with all of that. When I was a kid, I was taller than everybody. Mm -hmm. I was athletic early and it made me not really fit in a lot with the girls because I don't really like things that girls like either. I mean, it's not that I can't be a girl or that I can't dress up or things like that, or that I don't like to paint my nails. I do. I just don't care to do it all the time. Right. And so sports and athletics was more geared towards the boys. So I've always had a better relationship with men and with in like boys circles. Mm -hmm. And then one day, um, Someone told me I was, I was wearing a dress. I remember I was wearing a dress and I thought, I think I'm, I don't even know how old I was young. And I remember thinking, man, I love this dress. I look awesome in this dress. I love this. I love this dress, you know? And somebody told me that my shoes didn't match my dress and that I was being cocky and that I was Mm -hmm. acting cocky. And I was like, am I not allowed to like this dress? Am I not allowed to be like this? And so anyway, the the actual circumstances of that were very quick, very fleeting, but I never really cared to wear dresses or really be girly from mm-hmm. then on out. I don't know if that necessarily hadn't had a huge effect on it because I was already kind of a tomboy. Right. But the one time that I was putting myself out there, somebody had already made a comment that, you know, you're acting out of your place. Basically, right. Was. So that kind of stuck with me. And then. Fast forward to years and years and years later when I was in my, let's see, I think I was 24, 24, 25. I worked at Sephora, which is also completely out of my element, but I love to be creative and I love to paint. And I also love colors and color theory and like all kinds of hues. And, um, I was, it turns out that I'm actually pretty good at doing makeup. So I worked at Sephora was good at sales, good at talking to people. And my boss brought me into the office one day and she said, Meg, you intimidate a lot of people. And I was like, oh, we go again. Here we go again. I'm good at something. And of course, here's somebody, this lady's going to tell me that, that basically I'm being too good at what I'm doing. Okay. So stop. You're making people intimidated. So I go into her office and she says, um, you know, the, the problem is your high cheekbones. You have high cheekbones and people just don't understand the the shape of your face. They just don't understand. And I I was that was it. That was it. I thought you've got to be, please excuse me, fucking kidding me. You got to be kidding me. My cheekbones? And from then on out, I'm not joking. That day I was like it doesn't matter how much you try to be liked, how much you try to fit in, how much you try to be funny, how much you try to be lovable, how much you try to be uh, accepted. Someone will 
find a reason to pull you down. Mm -hmm. And it kind of stuck with me. And then I worked for Starbucks for a long time. And during the time that I worked there, I had a couple of bosses tell me that I was abrasive. And then after having my cheekbones be too high and being not very girly, and then these people telling me, and it was a couple of people actually telling me that you're just abrasive. So I kind of like owned it. I kind of went like, fine, I'm abrasive, you know? And then I kind of went the opposite way where I was like, if you don't like me, then I don't care if you don't like me. And I was kind of snotty about it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which that wasn't really the right path to take, you know? So it kind of made me go the opposite of the bell curve. And then when I I had some relationships in between where I did, it was rocky roads and, you know, you don't really know. Personally, I don't think you really know who you are quite yet in your 20s, you know, like no, you 20, don't. 25, 28, you kind of get in there. Mm-hmm. But this was my early 20s. And I just thought, I first of all, I thought I was the best. But on the inside, I was really self-conscious about what everybody thought of who I was. Yeah. Not necessarily what I looked like or how I dressed anymore, but I thought people didn't like my personality. So I tried to make, um, like compensate for it by, I would walk in and be like, well, you're not going to like me anyway. So it doesn't matter, you know, or Mm -hmm. I would come in and, and I I would like get to what I thought their judgment of me was going to be. Mm -hmm. And then I would pretty much play out my own horror because I would make this problem for myself. Right. So I went to the police academy in the, let's see, in the winter of 2012. And I had a realization that if I just put my head down and work hard and do things the way I want to do them, and I don't, I don't, think about really, or I concern myself really with how people view me, Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. a lot more success. And also if I don't jump to the conclusion that I think these people are going to jump to, then I'll have more success. So I quit doing that. And then now as a mother, people can judge you right and left over and over and over all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I just doesn't, none of it, None of it makes you really feel better to like play into these people judging you, you know, like I used to. And I just kind of stopped. I don't, I don't really know how I got to that, but if I'm authentic in who I, who I am day in and day out, number one, I don't have to pretend to be somebody I'm not. And it's a lot less energy for me. Right. And then also I'm the same for everybody who meets me. So like if I meet you and I'm this version of Meg and then I meet another friend and I'm this version of Meg and then you and that friend talk about me or have similar experiences with me and it's the same, then I'm easily not, not like defined, but like at least I am who I am. Right. And then you can take it or leave it. But if you go out and you pretend to be a different person based on who your audience is or like what circumstances that you're in and you care too much about pleasing the audience that you're that you're currently in, Mm -hmm. because your audience changes so often, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And then people don't know who you are. And then you kind of get these 
more judgment because nobody knows who you really are. Right. So how do you, how do you stay consistent? Well, you just have to drop it all. So I learned that and it was a really long journey. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that it was like overnight. It was like 20 years, probably 20 years of finally coming to the realization that I do not have to please the audience in order to be happy. And it's, it's been probably since I've been married to my husband. First of all, my husband is like my best relationship I've ever been with. And that's because I, from the beginning of it was who I was going to be. Right. And he didn't have to wake up and go, who is this lady? Cause this is like a totally <laughs> different woman than I met, you know? So it's freeing. It's really freeing to do that. And I try to live as authentically as I can in real life. And then I also try, we talked about this in social media <laughs> yeah. to be as authentic as I can and show you my real life because yeah. what, what does it accomplish if I show you my pristine clean house when that's mm-hmm. not what it looks like. You know, like it's like maybe that's because they're not home yet. Or like yeah. maybe it's because I only showed you the room that I wanted you to show. Right. You know what I mean? Not the kids' rooms. Not the kids rooms they're right. upside down right now. <laughs> not, not my kitchen. Like I showed you this tiny little corner of my <clears throat> life that is perfectly normal outside of this corner. And then this corner is pristine. That's not that wouldn't be fair to tell people. Yeah. But I care about that. Like some people on social media don't care about being fair to the world. Like whatever it is what it is. But I do care that people across all the audiences in my life think I'm the same person. Mm. And in order to do that, if I just be the same person across all those places, then it's easier to keep track of. Right. And I'm happier. And that was one thing that really stood out when I had met you because you're the same person now as I met a year ago, you were, you're the same person that I met that day. And the next day I was watching a story on your social media. Uh, you don't change. You're just like, you could tell when you walked up to me, you're just like free. And I was like, Oh, I like her. Like, she's like, <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, it. <laughs> she's like my type of people, like no filter is who she is, is authentic, is unapolog- unapologetically herself. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't give a flying fuck if you like it or not. Take yeah. me or leave it. Um, In the um, nicest way possible. Yeah. Like if you, with that, yeah. I don't care. I do not care if you yeah. do or do not like me. I don't. I would I would hope that maybe right. we could find some common ground. But if you don't like me, I'm going to go home and sleep like a baby. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go home and enjoy my life regardless. Right. And I and that's what you see. It's so hard nowadays. Like everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be picture perfect. But the thing they are constantly lacking is owning who they are. Mm-hmm. It's very rare when you see somebody, you come across somebody's social media page and it's like, oh, no, that person doesn't care. They they're going to show up as who they are, regardless of what so and so thinks, regardless of what society thinks. And it's so hard. And like you said, it is freeing. But when you come across a person like that, you automatically know they're like that. Mm -hmm. Like there's no there's no filter. There's no walking around Snapchat, Instagram filter. They are who they are. Um, And I I honestly, when I talked to you, I was like, oh, like she's so like just like a beautiful person. Like there's no there's no like cover 
there's, you know, and you were out and I, well, I'm hitting the mic over here. I'm going to get in trouble. But even like when I had whipped out my boob and you're like, oh, it's okay. You're like, it's mom life. And I yeah. was like, ah, oh, like, yeah, like this is mom life. Like it's freeing. <laughs> like I don't see my breast as like a sexual object. It is food. It is survival for my child. Come here, Lily. And I whipped her under, you know, mm-hmm. uh, let alone she was like two at two and a half at the time, but cares. I don't give a shit. Um, but you're just, I love the way you are. And I feel like if more people, like you said, it is hard to find who you are in your twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, people can say they have it all together, but emotionally wise, I didn't even know who the hell I was until I no, turned like yeah. now being in my thirties, mm-hmm. I felt like once I hit like that 29, but when I hit 30, that's when I, I was like, okay. And now at 31, I'm like, oh yeah, I am, this is me. And, um, whatever. I don't care. Like I have broad shoulders and I walk around, you could call me every name in the book. I really don't care. It's not going to offend me. Um, but it took me a long time to get here. But like you said, it is freeing. And that's whole, the whole part of like the self-acceptance and self-love journey. It really is owning that journey. Mm -hmm. It's owning your past mistakes, owning who you are now, owning who you will become in the future and being okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we don't, I think that's such, and it's so sad because I feel like we're going backwards in time rather than forward because now you have people, uh, these new generations that don't know how to own who they are. Yeah. They're so obsessed. Well, with they can change themselves yeah. so instantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's really, it's awful and sad. And I think about my daughter growing up in it and I just, I feel like we have a lot of work cut out for us if we're planning yeah. to raise healthy girls. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you can change your voice. You can change your eye color. You can change your face color. You can change the smoothness of your skin. You can change the width of your hips. You can change the length of your hair. You can change yeah. all of this stuff, whether you pay for it in cosmetic surgery, which I'm not a huge, um, I don't think it's terrible to do that, but yeah. I just mean like you can change all these options are out there mm-hmm. so that if you want to throw on a filter, you can, you know, in, in anything. And it's, um, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to live up to what everybody else thinks you should be or, or could be or whatever. Expectations are good because they, they keep you working to be better. But when you have unrealistic expectations and they're, they're everywhere right now, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. And it's I've, exhausting. I've come across people who are different from who they are on social media and in real life. And my automatic like thought process is it's okay to be who you are, mm-hmm. like own it. And I don't, it's not like, I'm never like judgmental about them. I've been there, done that, but you don't have to keep putting up a front. Like I've, oh, I can like, I feel not in the most sincere way. I feel bad mm-hmm. for them yeah, because I know how draining it is yes. and it's exhausting and Absolutely. it's trying to keep up all these fronts. It's like, um, uh, you're putting all these faces ever changing and you're trying to keep up with them. And then you lose sight. You're like, you start to lose count. It's like having That's all what I'm these talking about, pieces that You don't out. know which audience yeah. you told you, who, which exactly. What and I'm like, it's okay, but I don't know if it's just social media or the times that we're living in now. And like, it's just constantly like, oh my, this and this and pulling this way. And if you don't like this, then you're shunned. And if you don't do this right, then, you know, you must not be a good person. 
but just be who you are. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's going to have the same family values. Not everybody was raised in the same household. Not everybody went through the same things in life. Um, But if you just are your authentic self in the end, you'll mold into this good person because mm-hmm. you're not trying to fake it. Yeah. You're not trying to It comes naturally. Yes. It comes yeah. naturally. Yeah. Most the most beautiful things in life come naturally mm-hmm. to you. Like if you're good at a certain sport, it's probably because it comes naturally to right. you. If you're good at um a certain skill, it's probably because it comes naturally to yeah. you. And I think that if you if you be the person that who comes naturally to you, people like you does will gravitate towards me mm-hmm. and people like me will gravitate gravitate towards you. And so you find if everybody is themselves, then you naturally will come to find your, your people, right. you know, but if you put up these fronts and you put up these like just fake advertisements, yeah. then, then when you get to the nitty gritty and like you get to a conversation with this person, you're like, Oh man, I don't have anything in common with this person because I don't really know who they are. Yeah. You know, so I, I just try to, I don't like to put that much effort into it anymore. And I, I think that if, if you don't like me and I make you, usually it's because I make you uncomfortable. Most, Mm -hmm. most of the time I I've noticed now, even when I look back on when people have called me a racist or whatever, usually it's because I made you uncomfortable somehow. And if I can think of some of the certain places, it's like, I don't have a problem calling somebody out on their bullshit. Yeah. You know, I just don't, I don't have time. And that's kind of masculine. Right. So also coming from a woman, if somebody's You're calling me out, but I'm intimidated. It's my cheekbones. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> if I call you out on something and it's a little bit too much truth for you, mm-hmm. then you're going to be like, well, you're abrasive. Yeah. Am I? am I abrasive or did you just not want to hear what I said? Right. You know, cause that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. Or you're just judging me before you even talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that's, like for me, it's like, I've always looked like I'm angry. Um, it's just my natural <laughs> resting bitch face. Like if I literally, and I, I feel like that might've been my issue as Are a kid. Are we supposed to walk around like this? Trying, yes. Yeah. Like that. Like <laughs> everybody has like it. a resting face. Okay. Mm-hmm. My resting face. If that looks like a bitch to you, away yeah all right but i'm not gonna sit here and paste a little disney smile on my face all day also exhausting i don't know how many times i've heard it's like or they'll tell my sister oh my god your sister is so nice i was just so intimidated to talk to her and um kim will always laugh and i was like i know because of my resting bitch face right and she's like yeah just like sometimes people are just scared i was like people are just intimidated of other people because of their face I was like, I couldn't wrap my head around that <laughs> yes. for the longest time. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm talking if about. If I don't know someone, I'm going to go up and talk to you. And usually I'm the one making the flow out of myself because I'm just like no filter, like the first thing, or like I'm a little too like overly nice. And I'm like, okay, well maybe I should have, you know, just, you know, not talked it back just a little bit. Like you want, <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh yeah. Like, hi. And people are just like, but I, they, they don't about. expect it. But that's what I'm talking about is that you're so authentically nice and bubbly and, and happy. And that makes people uncomfortable because yeah. they're like, what, why like is she expect, able to do Get this? the fuck out of my way. <laughs> like, I can feel like that's what they expect. And I'm just like, no, like, I just want to see everybody succeed. I mean, don't get me wrong. At one point I just 
wanted it. Yeah, I, I like hated the world and just wanted to be in my own bubble and didn't want to talk to anybody because um, I hated who I was. Yeah, but, but how fun was that? It was horrible. Right? I, I, it's hor- horrible to the point where I didn't even, you know, hopefully this will trigger anybody, but I didn't even want to be here. I didn't even want to, I didn't, I was on the verge of taking my own life. And that has to do with like the eating disorder. Like I was okay with it getting extreme because I was just so unhappy with who I was and what I had to look at. But the moment, like you said, that it clicks and you just, you know what? I'm going to own it. Whatever. I can't change this. The universe gave me this face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The universe gave me this face. Yeah. I didn't pick it out of a lineup. I didn't go, "Mm, can you tweak that a little bit here? Can Can you you make my, my can Can I get blue eyes, please? (laughs) Can you make my cheekbones a little bit more intimidating, please? You know? I didn't pick that. Mm. All right. Just like somebody else didn't pick whatever their struggle is. And now I'm not saying that my cheekbones are a struggle. I'm just laughing at this. Right. But I'm just saying that everybody has this card, this hand that they were dealt. And if, if you don't like the personality that I was given, that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's all right. And I don't, unless, unless you're going to be in a long-term relationship with whoever you're trying to impress or, you know, um, you have to deal with this person for a, an extended amount of time. Does it really matter whether they do or don't care that you're too loud or too bubbly or not loud enough or not bubbly enough? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, that, that doesn't have any, mm-hmm. um, effect on anymore. It doesn't have any effect on how I feel about myself. Yeah. And I used to care about that a lot. I used to think, um, maybe I'm too straightforward and I'm too straightforward. Oh my gosh, I'm too straightforward. Oh, people don't like me. I'm too straightforward. And then mm-hmm. I would, I would find myself being like, not, I guess lying is kind of a strong word, but if I'm too honest for you and then the opposite of that would not to be truth would be not truthful. So do you want me to be too honest or not truthful? Mm-hmm. Which one? Pick one. Yeah. Pick one. Please. But my, to be truthful comes naturally to me and I'll just go with that. Yeah. So that's what, that's what leads into me being authentic with my children and being authentic with my motherhood. Like we talked mm-hmm. about is that, so a couple of weeks ago I posted that <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try to be mindful of my health. I try to be mindful of my kids' health, um, my kids' nutrition, the house nutrition, whatever all this yeah. stuff. But um, my daughter loves bologna and bologna is not necessarily the most nutritious thing in the whole Mm -hmm. world. And it was also seven in the morning. So she was yelling and screaming and climbing into the refrigerator. So I gave her a piece of bologna and I posted it on my social media like, hi, good morning. I just gave my one year old a piece of bologna for breakfast after she had fruit snacks that she stole out of the diaper bag. And it to me, it's funny because it's like so outrageously backwards from what people usually post on social media, right? That that's why I posted it. It's like, look, real life looks like bologna and fruit snacks Mm -hmm. sometimes. Okay. And if you, as another mother in my life, gave your kids something other than star shaped, perfectly cut toast and, and like, you know, zucchini, I don't know, tofurkey, you know, whatever, organic, this organic, that that's okay. Right. It's okay. And I, I, like I was telling you just before this, when I seen that video, I was chuckling to myself and laughed out loud, but it was more like a breath of fresh air 
because not even 30 minutes prior, <laughs> Lillian was crying for Oreos. And mind you, <laughs> I, we do try to keep, you know, healthy. This is not an habits. everyday occurrence is what we're trying right. to say. I'm not you know? shoving them down her throat every day. Like uh, right now we don't have Oreos in the cabinet, you know, but point is that I had given her five Oreos and her little fruit snack patches it, pouch. And she was happy. Um, after she was screaming, cause I wouldn't give her the Oreo. Cause I was like, you have to eat breakfast first. Like you want an egg. Uh, I'll make you some sausages. You want some asparagus? Cause she'll eat all my asparagus, but she won't eat her own. So I'm like, okay, well you can eat most of my, no, I want some Oreos. And she's crying. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give her some Oreos. I don't care. But anyway, I saw your story and I was like, oh, I'm not the only one. Like, cause I feel like we're always seeing the highlights, right? The highlight yes. reels, but Motherhood is messy and it's, you don't like for me personally in our household, I'm not going to keep everything away from my kids because, and you had pretty, you had said it perfectly how your mom, and you can kind of repeat that what your mom had said, but, um, I don't like if I don't want to keep everything. Cause I feel like for my own experiences, I let my, when I was given the opportunity of freedom to let my wings expand, I expanded them so big that it took me such a long time to come down from that high that I don't want to be like, nope, like as a mom, you guys can do this or this, or this, or this. And then the minute I let them have a little bit of freedom, they're going to take the whole arm and leg and everything that comes with they're gonna it. They're going to take it and run. Yeah. You know, and, and who knows if they'll come back. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I try, I try my best to just practice moderation, mm -hmm. really moderation in that kind of stuff with, with my kids. And my house is clean sometimes and messy sometimes, and their lunches are perfect sometimes. And then they're not perfect sometimes. And then sometimes I, I have moments where I yell at my kids and I don't like it, but then you know, you just make up for it or you learn from it later. And you know what? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. All of this stuff is okay. Because if, if I spent my time making perfectly cut star-shaped toast mm -hmm. and asparagus and egg whites for my children every single day, number one, they would throw it on the ground. Okay. Number two, <laughs> I wouldn't have any time for anything else in my life that brings me joy. Yeah. So you have to prioritize joy and to me spending energy trying to be somebody that somebody else wants me to be or what social media or whatever tells me to be is not on the list of priorities. Yeah. It's not on there. You know, some, something's got to give and I just am unwilling to play this game of I'll be who you want me to be anymore yeah that's like that quote I came across and I remember reading it a while back and I finally had used it on a post where it says you know no no one's gonna talk about your thigh at your funeral no one's gonna talk about your thigh gap or six-pack yeah the same way your kids are not gonna talk about um like all the things like if you couldn't afford to get them the new toy if you couldn't afford to get them the newest video game blah 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 go down the list your kids are going to remember the moments that you put effort into putting a smile on their face. You know, how happy you made them because you went outside and you played, you know, in the dirt and the muddy puddles and splashed around with them. 
Those are the yep. moments that matter, not the toys, not, you know, oh, they took me to Disneyland. They might remember that. Yeah, of course. But it's the moments that you sat with them. You got your hands a little dirty and that's what they remember. Mm -hmm. And that's what they'll read at your funeral. Like, you know, how they'll remember their parent, mm -hmm. their mother, their father. But I, I, mothers in particular, like we. The relationships yeah, that you build with your kids. Exactly. You know? That's. And for me personally. That's why my mom has always been my best friend. Like people um, always like, we're like, why? I remember in high school and middle school, like, why do you want to hang out with your parents? Like, that's <laughs> weird. And I'm like, well, my you mom, must by the way, have a good relationship with your parents yeah. because I do. My mom is the OG bad bitch. Let me tell you right now. Okay. <laughs> my mom is who she is every day of the week. Uh-huh. And I probably owe a lot of my authenticity to my mom and her example of that because she, first of all, she don't take no shit. Okay. Number one. Number two, if you don't like her, she don't have time for you because there were four of us kids and she's like, GTFO. Okay. I don't have time. <laughs> and so I, I love that about her. Mm -hmm. I love that. And yeah. then, what you see is what you get with my mom every day of the week. She's unapologetically herself. She's funny and sweet and bubbly. And she gets excited about things regardless of where she is. And everybody loves her. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves my mom. And that's because she is as authentic as it gets. She, I don't think my mom has faked a day in her life. And that is amazing. That's amazing to me that a woman can can do that. She's been doing it for however long, she, you know, I won't tell you how long, but she's been doing it for that many years. And, yeah. and she has great relationships with all of us. And, um, thanks mom for, for showing me that you can, you can be unapologetically yourself because that's, what's valuable in life is people know who you are. People love you who, for who you are. And they know you every day. They know who, you, who they're going to get. I love that. that's perfectly said. <laughs> that's exactly what you're saying. That's my mom. Like she's all three. There's only three of us, but she did it all. Like I, and it's funny because being a parent now and being a mom myself, like, I'm like, how did this woman, how does she keep it all together? Like, I feel like when I think of her, like she was always on the go with us, but always herself, always authentic. She has great relationship with all three of us, uh, my sister and my brother. And I mean, if she can have us over every day, she would. I mean, if literally every day, um, <laughs> but I, we love her to death. Like there's not a moment that she's never gone the extra mile, um, but she doesn't care. She's like, well, I don't really care if the people don't like me. She's like, whatever. I don't have time for them anyways. Don't I have time. I don't. And this mm. is what she always says. She goes, I don't have time for drama. I don't have time. First of all, I won't, I won't tell you guys her age, but she's <laughs> at this point, she's like, I don't, I am too damn old for this. First of all, mm -hmm. second of all, all I care about is my kids, my grandbabies now and my husband. And I love the way she is because as she gets older, she's becoming more and more fierce. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, that's what I yes. want to be like, because I don't. And like I was telling you, I was like, I like the idea of not only working out at home, 
but having like not to put extra energy sometimes it's so nice mm-hmm. because that energy I'm putting into myself and then it's transferred into my kids mm-hmm. and they're happier. I'm happier. I don't have to go the extra mile and for, and pretend and, to be yeah. somebody like, for instance, if I'm having a bad day, okay, if I'm having a yeah. bad day where I'm like, please don't talk to me, okay, nobody wants to hear you say, don't talk to me, mm-hmm. right? But if you stay at your, if you're at your home gym and you get, you go out there and you get your sweat on and you don't have to be anybody, right? You just go out there and be who, who you want to be in yeah. that moment. And I'm, I'm not saying that human interaction obviously is bad. Yeah. You know, you need, to, you need I, to get yeah. along with people. So obviously you need to get along with people. But I've noticed that if I bring the same Meg to all the different tables in my life, mm-hmm. that number one, I have more energy across all of these tables. And then number two, I just have more authentic relationships with these people yeah. because it you don't have to keep up any fronts and you right. don't have to keep up any expectations of yeah. anything. So that's, that's just, it's just freeing just be yourself and not, not right. worry, not even think about yeah. anything else. And yeah, like another thing, like the whole, um, if you know me, I am very bad at texting. It's gotten worse over the years after becoming a mom. I leave a lot of people on red, not purposely accidental, um, unless I don't like you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but I do. I tend to do that. And I feel like a lot of people get offended. And um, those who know me are like, oh, it's just Des. Like Mm -hmm. I have a little boy on the team who his grandma yesterday was like, I cry, try calling you. Mind you, I had, I had moved my practice for my tiny tots yesterday. So I was practicing while she was calling me. Um, But anyway, she's like, I finally, she's like, I talked to my, um, her, what is it? Her daughter-in-law is my friend since high school. And she goes, she told me, don't take it personally. She's always busy. And that was a thing. Like, I'm so sorry. I am always busy. I even felt bad that I had replied back to you about what we're doing. You know, if we're going to wad and what are we, what are our plans? And I was like, oh, I'm such a jerk. And I finally <laughs> replied to you this morning, an hour before you head out. But people like, don't take the smallest things personally. Yeah. Like, and that's just part of like who I am. And it's so funny. Cause now I see jokes about it all the time. Like, are you the asshole that leaves somebody on red? I'm like, yep, that's me, but not intentionally. Like, yeah. but I feel like sometimes people think like you don't do anything. And when I tell people about being a stay at home mom, they don't know what that entails. Oh my gosh. This like, is the hardest job in the whole world. Yeah. Oh they, and you know, what's funny <laughs> is that one of my f- dear friends who's, she, all her girls are grown up now. They all graduated high school and she has her littlest son in high school now, her youngest child. And she, I remember seeing her meeting up with her after I had Lincoln. And then again, after I had Lily and she goes, I just want to tell you, you're a rock star because you're doing the hardest job. I couldn't do it. She goes, I would go crazy. It is. It is and I'm hardest. like, huh? Like, it's great being home. And mind you, I've always worked. Like after I graduated high school, I worked, whether it was janitorial on the fields or at Red Lobster, Costco, whatever, you name it. So like for me, that change of scenery, I was like, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> I'm going to go. Cr- so yeah, I like. Then your I've kids always- are like, hold my beer. Yeah. I'm going to show you. What yeah. I'm and then do. I was like, well, I, you know, I started doing different things and an entrepreneur and blah, blah. Um, and it's all gray and dandy, but I feel like sometimes people, again, like they, 
we tend to take things a little too personally. And it's like, you really don't know what the other person's doing or going through, but the whole like, well, I think it's because if I think that's back to, if you think, oh man, if I left that person on red, they would think I was an asshole. Uh So you think like, oh my gosh, this person must be an asshole because they're leaving me on red. No. Okay. No. Yeah. They, that is absolutely not the case. And when you were saying like, yeah, I, you know, you don't have to, when somebody asks you, are you the asshole that leaves people on red? You know what my response is? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Done. I'm not going to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to explain it to you. Right. I don't have time. Okay. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't like that, I leave you on red. And if you also think that I intentionally left you on red, mm-hmm. that we need to come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's not a problem. I feel like <laughs> it's always funny. Cause like I'll not, obviously I don't always intentionally do it, but these people are like, I have one person that's always like, did I do something wrong? Is everything okay? I'm like, I I don't even know like where to start because I, I'm so sorry, but I'm a mom. If you're literally not Mike, my husband or my mom or my sister, one of those three, I probably won't reply to you on the minute. Um, or if my brother normally like calls a thousand times and then I'll finally answer, but, um, (laughs) If you're not one of those three people, because those are the people like are my main circle where, or my sister-in-law, but that I communicate daily with, then I, but I'm see, you don't, to you, you don't have to apologize. Yeah. For that. But it's just like, I don't, it's like mind blowing to me. Like just the whole, like I, you know, I started out, I don't even know how would I, I had a whole thing going in my head for this and I'm like redirecting everywhere, but it's always just like, mm. Like the older we get, the busier we get. Our lives change. When you become a parent, your lives change. And as a mom, your kids come first. Not a freaking text message that you might get to a month later. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was getting to. And true friends. So I have a, I have a, my best friend, she has three kids. One of them is the the oldest one is like 10. Actually, I think he's a, Oh my God, I can't believe this, but I think he's a teenager now. Anyway, her youngest is just a little bit older than my youngest. And, and her life is a shit show too. Like constantly. Yeah. But if she doesn't reply to me right away, I know that like, it's not because she doesn't want to talk to me. It's because people are throwing cereal or she mm-hmm. has to get gas in her car or she has to make dinner or, um, this is the one moment of quiet that she had in her entire yeah. day. And I respect the shit out of her. So I don't care Mm -hmm. that she doesn't get back to me. It doesn't hurt my feelings that she doesn't get back to me. But on the same token, I am, it's like almost as if I have respect for my own time. Yeah. That it's not always going to be perfectly timed so that I can get back to, you know, one person or another. And then I apply that same respect to her time that I say, sometimes my life isn't picture perfect cookie cutter. And I don't have time for that or I don't have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. And I just apply that to her because I love her and I respect her. Yeah, so I, I just, it's the same yeah. application. Yeah. You know, can't get mad at, yeah. can't get mad at people if you apply it to your own life. I just think human beings think again with society, how it's changed so much over the course of the years, what they see on social media is what they think your life is all about every mm-hmm. single day of the week. Yeah. It's not like that. No. 
Um, well, I try to, I try to yeah. make it more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Even like me, I'm like, I kid you, I'm up every day by five o'clock. Mm -hmm. I know that I have to get my workouts in early if I'm doing accessory work that I do for myself. Um, and then I'll go ahead and do the wad. And by that time, either Lily is already up and joining me outside on her quad or collecting rocks or whatever it is. But I like, it's not me working out all day. That's not what my life entails. I, that's what I share mm -hmm. and I share and I'll get on my story sometimes and I'll share just like my weird self, but everybody's life looks different every single day. Mm -hmm. We just need to use a little less judgmental. Yeah. Just be, be judge less judgmental. judgmental. Yeah. I mean, it always gets me and I'm just like, motherhood is hard and you're constantly going and the older your kids get, whether they're in sports or, uh, you know, activities, whatever that looks like, um, you're just always on the go and you kind of have to work. Like I, my schedule works around them. Um, and then, you know, if my husband needs me to do errands or for the business, or if he needs my help, like it's always going, going, mm -hmm. going. Or if I have, I don't like yesterday, I had to like whip out and finish right before I finished Ryland dot right before I took Lily to her practice. Well, not took her because I'm the coach, but anyway, um, <laughs> kids are still, you know, they train, I, they, they train you before you went to your next responsibility. Yes. yes. Yeah. My, I whipped out and finished the shirts for a local business, you know, for their shirts. And it's like, it's like, sometimes it's like, ah, but yeah. But when you get to practice, you don't like. You, you don't fix your hair in the car and yeah. go like, everything's perfect. Yeah. Everything no. was perfect today. Up some, like, you, kids. you can't do that. No. You got to yeah. get there and be like, Hey, sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, day, the day yeah. got to us today. Yeah. And then and you know, that's it. Yeah. It's okay. And I normally run super early because I normally get there like 30 minutes early to set up. Mm -hmm. So it takes literally like 10 minutes, five minutes to set up. Cause I have help too. My mm -hmm. sister-in-law is my assistant coach. And I'm just like, First time I was like late. I think late as in I get there with just 10 minutes to spare. So I'm like, oh, I'm late. <laughs> Your and, schedule got thrown uh, off. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is how I look today. I'm so sorry. I kind of stink because I haven't showered <laughs> my wad. Yep. That's right. I didn't shower yesterday until but the very okay. end of the day. But it's okay. Yeah. Like but it doesn't know, okay. look perfect. So, but if you would have posted like on social media in, in the, yeah, if you, which your hair looks fantastic, but. Uh, if you her hair have, is fantastic. It is so long. <laughs> if you would have posted on social media that this is a phenomenon that is happening right now. And I wish it was more like, I wish more people would pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. But like, if you post that you have this pristine, whatever, it's perfectly curated this. Yeah. We'll just use likes for this, but I hate likes. So you get mm -hmm. 10 likes. Okay. If you post like, look, at the shit show that is my life right now. And it's funny. And you interject some humor and you mm -hmm. interject some realness into whatever is going on in your life at that moment. Like if you would have in your car sat there and been like, okay, getting out for getting out for uh, practice right now. I'm pretty sure I smell like a wet dog. Have a good day. You know, <laughs> you, you, can you imagine yeah. how many more mothers were like, dude, haven't showered since Wednesday, Yeah, you know? And it's like, not a big deal. It's mm -hmm. not a big deal to have non- curated posts on mm -hmm. your on your Instagram. It's okay. And yeah. it's actually way better. I would rather there was another woman who posted just the other day. She said something like, I would rather listen 
to a detailed account of your battle with IBS, <laughs> then look at another perfectly curated sunset picture with you and your family in perfectly mm-hmm. matched uniforms. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a time and a place for the cute family pictures, obviously. Yeah. But on a daily basis, I would rather see that my struggle is like your struggle and that yeah. your struggle is like my struggle. Yeah. Then, then see some unrealistic expectations. So I just, it's not like I set out every day to make people like me. I don't. Right. Quite the opposite. I just say, this is who I am. If you think I'm funny, then, you know, follow along. If you think my life is, is relatable, follow along. Yeah. If you don't, piss off. Yeah. And that's what I was telling you too about. I hate likes. I hate likes. I hate followers. I just hate it all. We love just, you all. I just don't care. About I just don't it. hate. I, I, I hate that people are so obsessed about the number. Yeah. That so obsessed about the like. So obsessed that they think that it defines them as a person. They're walking around with something over their head that says mm-hmm. my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook has yada, yada, yada followers. Um, and that's what I was telling you about um, when I reach out and I ask you guys to be on this podcast. To me, it's never about how many followers you have. Um this is not, this podcast was never intended to somehow blow up one day. And for me to become this famous superstar, I would never be that. I could never be that person. I couldn't hold that. I'm the, I'm like, so same clothes, same shirt. Um, haven't washed my, you know, pits in a week type person, <laughs> mom, you know? <laughs> so like, but this was always intended for people to share their stories. Right. So being very honest, vulnerable, raw, and authentic. Um, and so like when I hear these, like, oh, like me, like I don't have this many followers. Well, well, I'm not asking for followers. Mm -hmm. If I get people to follow me after they listen to your story and because they felt like they, again, could relate Mm -hmm. to my life. Yes. Relatable. That is amazing because we're all on this journey called life and it's imperfect. It's not by any means this like same um, filtered photo that you go on your page and it's identical filtered photo for every single picture you look in every single video. It's not like that. So like for me, again, it's beautiful to have these people and it makes me like so sad at the way we view life sometimes that it's like, oh, like she chose me, but I didn't have this many followers or she you know, if I reach out to you, you have way more followers than I do. It's because I feel like you have something to, you have a story to tell that could help potentially somebody else that I know that is following me. That is not intended. I don't care. I don't want your followers. You could keep your followers. Um, they might not even relate to me and I really don't care. But the whole point this message is to create a platform where we all feel like we're just normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just relatable. Yeah. Like how many times do you scroll through Instagram and you see like one picture that's kind of kind of nicely um, composed or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, let me click on that person's profile. And then every single picture looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Do you spend time on that person? No. No. You go to somebody else who has more interesting content, which to me is usually somebody who's more authentic. Now, when I was in school, we didn't have social media. Yeah. So the people on the playground who did or didn't want to play with you, that was like that was your likes and mm-hmm. your follows and your, and your views. And like, yeah. that was the same concept kind of, but in more realistic real time. Right. Kinds of things. When you, 
when you apply all these social rules to, to social media, it's not real, you know, it's just not real. And so trying to be as real as I can in any way that somebody sees me, whether it's in person or online, over the phone, in writing, whatever it is, I just try to be myself so that you don't have to guess who you're going to get, or you don't have to, um, work really hard at, at trying to figure me out. You know, yeah. who I am is who I am. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve too, for the most part. Um, I've, I've used way less curse words in this than I usually I do. Know, I was waiting for all the curse words. I was like, okay, that trucker mouth of mine that I like to hold back because my parents yell at me about it. I do. I, I swear because I think it's funny. Truly. I think it's, I, I find it humorous yeah. to interject swear words. But this morning my son heard me say, fuck it. And he was going, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. And I was like, oh, crap. Mm. Here we go. This is why I should stop swearing. So that was in my mind this morning, which um, is why I did, I, okay. which is why I probably left my trucker mouth. Yeah. I, I caught you a few times where you, <laughs> you were like sprinkle instead of shit. And I was like, oh, okay. she's watching herself. That's like the other day I stubbed my toe, you know, oh my God, that's always the worst. And I was like, damn it. And then Lily's like, damn it. Damn it. Oh, yeah. She's like, Dad, damn it. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know what? what It's really funny, though. It is. It's so funny. Like, my little four-year-old this morning eating his, I don't know what he was doing, eating chips or something probably on the couch. And he was sitting there, and he said it a couple times. And it was so hard for me not to laugh. Mm -hmm. It was so hard. But obviously, you can't can't be saying that, you know. Sorry, kid. You got to earn that word. (laughs) (laughs) You need a little more life experience. Before you can use that one. Yeah, but it just, it's part of just being human. I don't know how many times, like, I feel like we need to make that into a shirt, like, cheers to being human. Yeah. Because it is freaking ugly, and it's beautiful, and it's everything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but It's way more fun, too. Yeah. It's way more fun. you find yourself in between all that, all that mess and that junk, and you kind of move it around. You got to tweak it just a little bit. Um, you'll find yourself and it's freeing. Like there's no need to show up as someone you're not. Mm-mm. It's just, it's just too, it's, I, I just, it's, it makes me like sad and just not annoyed, but like, just, just stop putting so much energy into all the wrong places of your life. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to keep up with who you're not. Um, it's more liberating and you're more of a badass when you're your authentic self. Like, you're not a badass if you're trying to keep up with Sally Joe down the road and trying to be just like her. And then you go and you try to imitate yet. It comes different. So then like you get all worked up and you have a shit show with yourself. And it's like, well, because you're not being who you are. You're not doing what comes naturally yeah. to you. Yeah, It's way easier. It's way more fun. It brings more joy to your life and it brings more real relationships mm-hmm. also. So the, the, the more, the earlier in your life that you choose to just be yourself mm. and be authentically yourself, the the happier I think you're going to be in the long run. Like how long, I wonder if we sat our moms down because I only know my mom. I only know this from like my adult life, looking at her and, and seeing this side of her being super authentic, but yeah. that's because I'm also an adult and I can look back and like right. reflect and relate but I wonder how long it took my mom to get to that point in her life. Yeah. And I bet you if we sat and talked to both of our moms, they would tell us 
I'm free at 50, whatever, because I don't put energy into things that don't matter to me anymore. Yeah. You know? And I wonder how long it took them to get there. Because mm-hmm. if we did that now in our thirties, would we have 20 more years of good life? Right. Would we, would we add joy to our life? I bet we would. Yeah. I, and I do, I know I have. So I hope I want to teach my daughter I hope she does that from the very beginning. And I see your little daughter. She's mm. this way. Mm-hmm. You, I, I admire the way that you let her be herself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hope, I hope that my daughter wants she to will. do what she, you she know, will. be herself. You, just like Lily. It's does. just, you're setting already setting the example for her. I really think it, it comes from like, that was my thing from day one. And she was really, there's, ter- Lincoln made me love myself and love life, but Lily made me fall in love with who I am entirely. And so I want her to feel that way. I don't want her to feel like if she wants to like go out riding with the boys, like I don't want her to feel like she can't because she's a girl. Mm -hmm. If she wants to wear her tutu and her wig and ride her quad, she could do that too. Like she could do whatever she wants to work out. She can work out. It's not going to make her bulky and, you know, masculine and, you know, make her a manly and if um, she does get bulky and manly, yeah. then own it because you're going to be stronger than all the boys. So. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> People tell me, you look bulky. Like, I'm like, can you just. You know what you say? <sighs> so this is my new thing lately. My new Why thing Why put lately, a label on everything? My new thing lately. And I don't know where I got this. I don't. I, it maybe it came to me in a dream. I don't know. That is a you problem. Mm. And I say this all the time. I. Not, not necessarily to somebody because yeah. it's kind of confrontational, Yeah. but in my head, I think, okay, does this person have a problem with me or is it a problem that is manifesting in themselves? Mm-hmm. Like somebody who calls a woman bulky, is that because you think that that's a, your perception of a woman is X and, and I don't fit your perception of mm. a woman. So you think I shouldn't be who I am. Well, that's a you problem. Yeah. That's a you problem. You know? Hmm. And, and if I, uh, that's freeing to me. You don't like that I swear? It's a you problem. <laughs> you know? You don't like that I feed my kids this and that and whatever? That's a you problem. You don't like that I am, I have dance parties in my car at stoplights? That's a you problem. And you can, <laughs> and, and nowadays you can find something to offend everybody. Yes. Oh my God. I've never can. seen it like this. And in then they'll my tell life. you about it on social media. Yeah. And you know, when I reflect back to my childhood and even to, well, high school is a little different because you're all in the books and I was on the go all the time because of sports and travel ball. But as a kid, all I remember worrying about was you better be inside before those lights turn on. Because it's dark. <laughs> yeah. And then your mom's going to come out and dad's going to come out and they're going to be like, you sh- we told you, you had to be inside by this time. You already know when the streetlight's gone. That's all I remember worrying about. If the blacktop was too hot, I better have some shoes on because I'm going to burn the bottom yes. of my feet off. Nowadays, these kids, even at Lincoln's age, they're worrying about the smallest little things obsessing. I'm just like, why are we as adults not making a better effort? They shouldn't, they should worry about being kids. Mm-hmm. We should worry about the adulting and guess what? They'll end up growing up as awesome humans, as better humans. And we wouldn't have this such a big divide we have going on right now because it's, 
the only people in the long run that it's really tormenting is our youth and mm-hmm. our kids and our kids they're gonna have to try to mold it all together again when we should be doing the hard work right now mm-hmm. and really big part of that it's like everybody just own who you are be who you are and it's okay if you like this and it's okay if you like this because we're all different mm-hmm. and the world would be a kinder place it would it, it would really be a would place there's a lot there's a culture right now where where we we want people to be who they are but then on the same token we want people to be all the same like ideas about things mm-hmm. you know like everybody has to think the same way about certain things and i just i just completely disagree with that i think that my mom used to say when we were little live and let live yeah always and she has said that for us when we were had a problem with something she'd go okay well it's your job to live and let people live yeah so i yeah i have to like kind of step back and think about what that really means for me in in my adult life is that i will live my life the way that i want to live it barring Mm. don't hurt people obviously don't do that but I will live my life and I will let you live yours. Yeah. And that's, that's it. All right. <laughs> that's, yeah. As long as we don't hurt anybody. Right. That's funny right. you say that because I was, we we're teaching our U16 yesterday how to like shove into each other because kids are very intimidated at that age to like hurt one another. And mm-hmm. we're like, no, you got to put body into it. You got to put your body into it. And then one of my little girls is like, like this and fist fighting. She's like, I can fight. <laughs> and I was like, no, as long as we don't hurt each other. And that's the same way in the world. As long as we don't hurt each other, we can all have different views. Um, you're not always going to like what I have to say. You're not always, I'm not always going to like what you have to say, but we can meet in the middle. And that doesn't mean like, oh, our friendship comes to an end because of that. But we're different. We have different, you know, perspectives on stuff. And that's mm-hmm. okay. You're not going to mom the way I do. I'm not going to mom the way you do. But there's no need to huff and puff about it and get on social media and make a big ordeal than it really is. Like, why is it before really, you know, like we should be going forward again and we're going backwards now, but there was more like everybody had a place and they were all maybe not as content. They were, I don't know. I didn't live back in the day. They might've not been content. They might've been content, but there wasn't such a divide. Everybody did what they did and it was okay. Yeah. It's like another thing that my, my mom and I talk about all the time is that sometimes you have to go home and just live within your own four walls. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is the most comforting thing is to just go home and focus on what is between your four walls. And, um, it will help you not to be as judgmental for other people, because if you are focusing on your own junk, then you don't have time or energy or the desire to care about what other people are dealing with. Right. And then because you spend so much time and energy on your own things, you have more respect for other people's time and other people's lives. Right. You know, like I know that you have a busy life, so it's respectful of me to be like, Hey, she didn't text me back, but she's busy. <laughs> she'll get there. You know, she'll get there. Right. Right. Or maybe not, but yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I and I feel like that's why I connected so well with you, not just because we have the same views, but because it takes a lot. I feel like it takes a lot nowadays. And the correct term would be courage to be yourself, authentic, um, 
and just live the way you believe is right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I appreciate being that. vulnerable yeah. is hard. Yeah. yeah. Being vulnerable is very hard. And I appreciate that from you because not many people can do that. Not many people can say that not many people are comfortable. Um, just being who they are, being true to themselves. And like you said, when we're true to ourselves, we're true to everybody else around us. And it's, you know, this big old domino effect, but it really just starts with you. You have to make that move yourself. No one can, you know, hold you at knife point and tell you like, you have to change. Like that doesn't work work anyway. Right. Yeah. It never works. You have to, it has to come from when you have to dig real deep. And once you do like nothing else matters, like if the, someone says the sky is pink, you're going to be like, okay, the sky's okay. Whatever you say, mm-hmm. you're not going to be like, oh no, the sky is blue. Let me tell you why theoretically, like, let me take you down this whole science trail. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just, it's not going to phase you. Um, but I think, I don't want to offend anybody, but we tend to nowadays be too, um, like we take offense to everything. Like we just, I don't know how to say this without offending people. I don't want to offend people, but we need to know that it's okay to be tough. Like it's okay to not be offended. It's okay to like, just, it's okay to disagree with people. Yes. Like I it's just okay. don't know how, like, cause you know, nowadays it's like, every, like, oh my, she said this and I'm just like, no, that's not what I was trying to say. This is what I was really trying to say, but everybody kind of like, yeah, but see, like, around the if issue. you if you are yourself, yeah, like, there's a lot of personalities um, on the internet who are themselves, and like that gets them in trouble sometimes. Right, you right. know, being being yourself sometimes gets you in trouble. But at the end of the day, if you can lay your head down on your own pillow, and like we said earlier, you don't you don't maim people, and don't you know you didn't you didn't have any malicious hate in your heart for for that. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry that I may or may not have offended you, but you know. Go on with your bad self. Yeah. Live and let live. Yeah. Just I like that. I'm going to write that one down. Live and let live. Yeah. I like <laughs> that. I know my mom always tells us too, like the only people that matter are the people in your four walls. Mm-hmm. And she's always told us that. And even like when we have like problems or something, she's like, keep it within your four walls mm-hmm. or figure it out in your four. It was even when we were little, your, the, these are our four walls. Mm-hmm. And like now I get it. Mm-hmm. These are yeah. my four walls. And this yeah. is where I feel my most comfortable. And but she was probably 30 when you told you, when she told you that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah like was. where we are. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's, she, you, things haven't changed. There's always mean girls in high school, mean guys, mean people. Um, and she talks about all the time, like how she was like bullied and the mean girls. Cause she didn't always have the nicest stuff. And like, um, she was, I'm first generation. So she was born in Mexico, came here at five. And so like her speech, you know, she went to the ESL classes and she was bullied then, you know. Um, but she says that doesn't like there's still bullies now. There was still bullies when I was in high school. That doesn't change anything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always those type types of people. But that doesn't mean like she said that I had to become that person or I had to let them dictate my whole entire life. Yes. Um, that was a time in my life where I learned and I grew stronger and I changed and I evolved. And they're just a, they're just a, they're just a chapter. They're not mm-hmm. my whole story. Like she could either take a hold of the pin or let those bullies with, from whatever age 
dictate how she her story was going to be written. And I feel like you just need to take we just need to take a hold of that pen and write our own story and not worry about the social media and society and the new trends that are going on and whether your life looks picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, just let it roll. Just, well, know. for for my son has um, he has a lot of things that make him a little bit different than another little boy his age. I'll just leave it at that. But it, the last thing that I would want for him is for him to let another person's judgment dull his shine because he's, he's a lot, but he's the most brilliant. I say he's my sunshine all the time. He is the sun in my life. And I can't imagine if he saw me caring about what other people thought about me, Mm -hmm. he would then also care what people thought about him. And then he would dull his light and I would be devastated. And so I just, I I try to maybe relate that every once in a while to myself. Like, okay, if I let people's judgment of my character and my personality dictate and, and steer what we were just saying, write my story for me, then what example am I showing for both my kids, Mm -hmm. especially my son who he will probably have people judge him for how much energy he has and like all these things. But I, I just hope that he learns from me and his dad that it's okay to be who you are. Yeah. And I want him to be who he is. I want him to be as shiny and brilliant and, and amazing as he is. And all mothers want that for their kids. Mm-hmm. Our mothers want that for us. I just want it. I don't want it to take 30 years. Right. right. <laughs> I want them to know this and learn this and practice this early in their life. Right. So, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this social media trend is some, I, I hope we <clears throat> find a way to fix it, man. I know. I do. Yeah. I hope we find a way. That's, I mean, all we could do is. We'll never get rid of bullies. Yeah. We'll never get rid of bullies. Yeah. But social media makes it worse. We could just. I hope we find a way to fix it. As long as we can control what's going on in our household, in our little humans, Mm -hmm. um, and control how, not control them, but, you know, at least be um, the driving force that makes, that creates them and shapes them into. Mm -hmm. These amazing just have people. to be their shepherds. Yeah, and you know, yeah, guide them. Like I guide the little the soccer, my soccer team with noodles, pool mm-hmm. noodles, so they don't get out of the line. Uh, the same <laughs> way, we can, yeah, guide our kids. Um, the same way, and I and I I feel that, and I feel it like when I see Lincoln and Lillian, and I catch them all the time in the mirror, and they're talking to themselves, and Lily has kisses all over my long mirror in my mm-hmm. room, and my husband's like, and I was like, that's your daughter. I'm not. I'm not kneeling down, kissing myself. I promise I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was like, it's not me. It's, it's Lillian. And then Lincoln does it too. And every time I tell him to wash his hands, he doesn't wash them. Okay. We have sanitizer in there. Don't freak out people. Kids have germs anyways, but <laughs> they're, they're germ buckets. Yeah, actually. I'll like sneak, you know, I'll sneak in the corner. He doesn't know I'm even in the side of the house. And like the other day he did it again. Like he was talking to himself. He turns on the water thinking I don't know if he just forgets or like he just turns it on just to like okay they think I'm washing my hands I don't know he's just a kid who knows but he's right there just talking to himself the whole time and like nodding and I'm like all right he's feeling himself that's good that's good but it's little things like that because in the long run they play a major role yeah they do rather than doing it's a foundation it, yes, that we're laying for rather than kids, doing yeah. it later in life in our 30s and our 20s it's a little harder to stand mm-hmm. there and really take in and love what you see um, it's well, like if you're going to build a building, yeah, if you're going to build a building, 
And you build the building first and then you try to lay the foundation afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a shitty building. Yeah. Where you going to put so, the cement? Where you going to yeah. work? I mean, you probably could do it, but it would take a lot more work. Yeah. So if we just, if we just focus on trying to teach our tiny humans that yeah. the foundation of this is being who you are is right. the best, the, the best path. Mm-hmm. And to my kids, I have tried a lot of paths. <laughs> this is the best one. I promise. Yeah. This is the best sure. one. I promise. Yeah. That's yeah. It's good. It's, it, I think, you know, seeing you and I, you're already a shining example to your kids. Like oh, even thanks. like using the whole social media, like as a screw it, this is me. And they're, they, they're obviously looking at you when you're recording. I just think it's there's funny, sometimes mostly. there. Yeah. But they're still seeing, they're yeah, taking they that do. in. Mm-hmm. They're not like, okay, mom's over there trying to get picture perfect again, no, no, trying no, to put no. on a filter, Mm-mm. coordinating us to sit right here. You sit right here. Okay, buddy. And you stay right there, honey. Don't move. Right. Now, let me snap the I photo. don't expect perfection out of it. Right. Yeah, so. Right. Or clearing the table. So it looks, right. oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times like, Normally, for the most part, mm, this is not, I mean, this is the way it looks a majority of the time, at least the kitchen. You live here. But exactly. Living room probably has like a shit ton of monster trucks. Uh, Lily's room was, it's perfect on Monday and Tuesdays while they're at school. Right. The rest of the week, I don't think so. Lincoln, But we live here. Yeah. I mean, don't, if you have kids, don't expect your house to be. And that's why I always told my sister, do not expect your house to be clean because they take over. It's their house. But like. Okay, let's apply this to your message, okay? Let's apply this to your message. Your message is a lot about body positivity, Yeah, I live in this body. Right. Do I expect it to be picture perfect, Mm. sale of your house, escrow ready all the time? Yeah. Hell no, Mm. okay? Hell no. This is a home. This is a home that you built. There's places in here that are comfy, you know? There's places in here that are... uh, are soft and, and nice and, and fun to be around. And then there's humor in this house and there's authenticity and there's love and there's all this stuff. Okay. That make me a a good home. Mm -hmm. This body of mine is a really good home. It's not, I don't want it to be that picture perfect model home where the fruit is fake. Mm. You know, I don't want that. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Being your authentic self means that you, you accept your life and your personality and your body as your home. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're yourself. Yeah. And the changes, I mean, it's ever changing, right? Mm -hmm. Like my body didn't look like this at 20. My body won't look like this at 40. My body won't look like this at 80. My body won't look like this next week. My body didn't look like it today when I woke up on my period and I'm extra bloated. (laughs) I mean, come on, ladies and gents, like especially the ladies, you guys, 365 days a year and our hormones are imbalanced all the time. They're like, it's like a freaking roller coaster. Like you're up, you're up and then you're down and then you're spiraling and then you're like, what the hell's going on with me? Men on the flip side don't get to feel all everything we feel. Well, they get to feel, they get to deal with They get to deal, but they don't get to like feel like (laughs) one day you're like, yeah, I'm going to go pick up that weight. I'm badass. The next year, like, I just want to sit here and watch the notebook. Like, yes. you know, but or whatever. But that's our body. Like, you can't tell me that you feel oh, like you're on a high every single day. Like, our bodies are ever changing. And I love the way you, I love analogies. I love that real estate and home. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was perfectly said. Um, 
I really, really like that. My sister's <laughs> going to appreciate that since she's in real estate. Um, but yeah, it's ever changing. And if we could just like take it all in and be okay with it and screw the scale and, and for medical reasons, I will always say like, yes, to the scale, but for, and health related issues. But if you're doing it on a consistently basis for obsession, it's an issue. Yeah. It's so obviously not good. I meant to say this earlier, but I, there was like no place to work it in. But now that we're talking about like body stuff, um, the, your, the numbers on the scale are your relationship with gravity. Have mm. you ever cared about gravity ever in your entire life? Do you care? No, no, no. It just exists. Mm. It's the gravity is here, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Do you give a flying fuck what your relationship is to gravity? Do many even people know the definition of gravity? No. Like, no. No. Wow. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to let this little doohickey on the ground tell me how much I stick to the earth. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> obsessing about the little things. And like I said, I mean, obviously some people need it for health, you know, medical yeah, reasons. Obvi- obviously, obviously not like a blanket statement for yes. anybody, but. <laughs> but for uh, the majority of us. For re- realistic application yes. here. Yeah. Let's stop caring. I, I can't tell you how many times I used to, I used to step on it like 10 times a day because I was that obsessed. Now I'm like, step on it, I'm like a year later. Yep. I'm up 10 pounds, 10 pounds of muscle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stronger faster feel better you know but it's like and then I'm you not... kiss the mirror and you're like you're a bad bitch yeah you're exactly. a bad bitch yeah but you feel better you're just like i don't care like you know uh over there and i'm rocking out to ice cube and dmx and i'm like yeah this is like good old days but for real like we uh i love that like i don't even know like i was i'm right here like speechless i'm like gravity mm-hmm. wow yeah i don't even know the definition of gravity no. Because you don't care. Because yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. And those those kind of things, like, is uh, if you take the the realistic approach to to like your personality and people don't like you, or your house and people don't like it, or your jokes and people don't like it, whatever. Take the realistic approach to all that stuff. Strip it all the way back, and go like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. That doesn't affect me. What's What's the real effect of your opinion of me? Mm, zero yeah that's the way excuse me that's the way I feel like about people but also like immediate family like if you don't like me I don't care I yeah. like not immediate but like outside like outside I'm sorry outside of my immediate family there we go that's the correct term sorry mom I'm not talking about you Kim Frankie mom and dad um we love you family I love you guys you guys already know you're my whole world but outside like if my cousin stopped talking to me I don't give I don't care if they don't like me I don't care Oh my gosh, I don't care. I don't care. So if I put that much energy into not caring about what those that are blood related, I really don't put much energy into at all into people that I don't even know. Right. Over the internet. Yeah. Like who cares? Oh, so that's what I was telling you earlier. Like so-and-so, like they didn't, they unfollowed me. First of all, if you're following your followers on a app, Stop that shit. It's not going to get you. It's not going to make you a better person. That's You're going to drain yourself. It is. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? You probably won't even meet them ever in real life. Let's talk about what your followers are. Your followers mm-hmm. are your relationship to the internet. Yeah. Do you care about your relationship to the internet? Mm. Nope. No, I don't. 
No. If I, for, if I, at one point in my life made you laugh and made you go like, oh, okay, that's funny because my life is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Then I did my job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As internet wise, I mean. Right. Right. Internet wise. Yeah. yeah. If I made your stretch marks that much more significant and your loose skin, then I did my job. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way I feel. Make Because like, I don't know how many times I have to like hear it, but can you just stop? Posting photos of your stretch marks and your loose skin, we get it. Well, that's good because I don't give a fuck if you get it, but I do care if the girl right next to you doesn't get it and has been searching for a photo that comes out on her feed, mm-hmm. so to make her normal, so you could just you can be along. on your way, yeah. And then, and that's the thing, like for those of us who are using it for real life purposes, intend to inspire other people to know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's those people that are doing it for outside reasons for validation. Um, just let those are us, two separate. Yeah, categories. let us yeah. be and let us do our thing because we're trying to help others feel some normality or heal or you know. Yeah, and, but what? But it comes back. Live and mm-hmm. let live to mm-hmm. your followers too. To people, to haters on the internet, mm. to haters in real life. You do you, okay, and I'll do me because my my life. Is not it doesn't affect yours. What I do in with my personality, does it really affect this person? No. Yeah. Does what that person do really affect me? Unless they're an immediate family or living in my house, then no. Right. You know, so why spend why spend the precious amount of time and life and energy and sunlight that mm-hmm. we have on those things? Yeah. I promise you you'll be happier for it. I promise you. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's easier said than done. No, it's not. Mm-mm. It's really easy. It's, it's actually really, really easy. easy. You just, it's like a switch. You know, you go turn off that light switch and then the light's gone, poof, vanished. It's just like that. Mm-hmm. You just turn it off. Like there's no soul searching. There's no book you can read. You just, you have the key. You know how to click that light switch off inside your head. You just have to stop caring. They don't. And not caring is not a negative thing. Right, right. You I know? try to explain that yeah. to my sister it's all the time. It's not a negative thing. To say that I don't care about that is not negative. Mm-hmm. It's just me saying that I have chosen not to spend energy mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. I've negative energy, that. all that wasted yeah. energy. You have better things to more positive things you can waste your energy on. Not <laughs> right. waste, but put, right. put, not waste, put your energy in. Yeah. It's your family, your kids, these, your friendships, your uh, work-related stuff, like whatever it is that makes you a better human. Um, so this year, maybe within the last 12 months, um, actually, I will say probably since Haley was born, a little over 12 months, um, I went through my Instagram feed and I unfollowed a bunch of people who I appreciated them because they had beautiful pictures or they had um, mm-hmm. funny, funny kids or whatever. And, and not necessarily just because of those reasons, but mostly it was the people who made me feel intimidated. Mm -hmm. If these people made me feel intimidated by anything that they were doing, one specifically was she's a chef who has beautiful little blue-eyed, blonde-haired children. Mm -hmm. Her house is like amazing. She cooks gorgeous food. She has a huge garden in her backyard, but she's a celebrity chef, okay? Mm. Her life does not relate to mine. Right. And I... 
although I liked seeing her pictures on a, on a like daily basis. And I liked seeing that her one-year-old daughter was fluent in both Spanish and English. You know, I mm-hmm. really liked seeing this stuff. It made me so anxious about every right. step in my life. And I stopped following people like that, mm-hmm. not because I don't like them anymore, but because I could tell that it was affecting me. Right. And now my feed is full of people who I, I like their message. I think they're funny. I relate to them. They are attainable, real people. And I am like a hundred times happier. Mm-hmm. Also, I scroll less. Yeah. I take, I spend less time because yeah, now right. the people who are in my smaller, um, followed group, mm-hmm. right. I, I can like check in once a day, see what they're doing or if they did or didn't do anything. And then I'm done. And then I can go on and spend time and energy on reality instead of looking at what right. other people are doing. Yeah. 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 I did that. And mm-hmm. it feels so good. It does. It took me a long time. Don't get me wrong. Like it took me a really long time to do yeah. it. And like, I was like, oh, follow Instagram's going to think I'm a bot going through all my unfollows. <laughs> yeah. But even that's, I spend less time if I, if I'm on there, I'm on there to post or I'll schedule my post or somebody that so you I'm actually not, care about. Yeah. But I, I pop on and I'm like, and I have like you on my front stories, mm-hmm. like people, like real people. Mm-hmm. And, um, I like swipe through like my feed and it's all mom's real life photos, mm-hmm. photos that I can relate to. It's very rare. And usually it's because of a stupid ad because either my phone heard me talking about it or right, however yeah, it yeah. works, you know, um, it'll pop up and I'm like, I don't need that. Like, uh, it was so funny because after Miranda had posted the waist trainer, I was cracking up, but I was telling my <laughs> husband out loud, tell me why I got so many waist trainer ads. And I'm like, I don't want this shit. I'm talking about it. Cause I thought it was funny. Like that is yeah, hilarious. They're like, Oh look, waist trainer. Waist yeah. Waist waist trainer. Trainer. I'm Watch. like later. Mine's going to happen. Yeah. Probably. I was like, this is not this. It was, a like a comedic joke. And now my Instagram thinks I'm looking for a stupid waist trainer. But like part of that is if you fill your feed with inauthentic things, then your feed, the bots are going to, going to populate your feed with more inauthentic things. Mm -hmm. And then it populates your mind. It populates your mind. Mm -hmm. And now you have, you friggin' live in garbage in Mm -hmm. your head because you've just, you're so clouded with all the things that are constantly being you're being bombarded by constant inauthenticity yeah and so hit left and right yeah so if you clean out your social media and you unfollow the celebrity chefs and you unfollow the snarky reality stars that don't have any idea what real life really is (sighs) you will find Mm -hmm. that you spend less time on it and the people that you do follow you actually relate to them Mm -hmm. you know do like i challenge you do that go through your follow go through who you follow and say, who do I actually like listening to? Right. You know, and then delete all the rest of them. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. You won't miss them. You won't. You won't even remember. You, I guarantee you, unless like you look at their page, like constantly all day long. But that's not healthy you, either. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly what I was going to say. You're already <laughs> tormenting yourself. But you probably don't even recall even following no. them. Unfollow. There's no need. There's no need to cause more harm to yourself. Um, those people, I guarantee your unfollow won't make a difference in their life, Mm-mm. but it'll make a difference in yours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's one of the best ways to just release all this negative energy and just like f- start fresh. 
um, and it gives you a breath of fresh air. Yes. Because if if all you see all day long is people filtered, Mm -hmm. literally with filters and all these crazy people who work for them who curate their Instagram, you're going to feel so much pressure to be filtered and to Mm -hmm. be curated. Yeah. Instead of you put moms like you and me on, on your thing. I very rarely use a filter. If I do, it's like because the light is bad or something right. in the car. Um, that's really the only reason I would I would honestly use it. Uh, because I think I look like a cartoon character with without, you know, without like yeah. that doesn't look like me. Anyway, no. I digress. If you follow real people, I feel like you will be more inspired to be more real yourself. Mm-hmm. You'll be inspired to hashtag post it. Yes. Hashtag post it. Inspired to own it and just live it. Just mm-hmm. live your life. I I got, I mean, there ain't no other way around it. I I mean, I feel like I'm always preaching to the choir when I talk to like friends or like when I talk to my sister, but just gotta own it. I mean, no one is you. No one will ever be you. That is such a gift. Mm-hmm. And knowing that should be refreshing. Like no one is me, man. That makes me feel like a badass. Not even identical twins are the same. Mm-mm. Not even, well, obviously not fraternal, but identical twins are different. So, I mean, there's no one else like you out there. And that should be a, the greatest honor in your life. Um, and and that we, should make you feel invincible. And if we only have 80-ish years yeah. to do this, right? How many are you going to waste? Right. How many, how many, how many do you think you can waste before you start to notice? Mm-hmm. You know, if you get up into your thirties, you get up into your forties. If you, if you get up into your fifties and you still care about all that stuff, you just wasted a lot. You just wasted half your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my dad's always like, I said this last time. He's like, I love being in my fifties. He's like, cause I don't give a shit. <laughs> he's never, he's never given a shit though. He walked, he has, he's always had such confidence. But now probably in his fifties, he can say it and not care. I don't know because Maybe. we were talking about this last time. Um, he's going to laugh, chuckle when he listens to this. Cause he was like, I was like, man, I would like to have you because he has a lot. He's always, since I've known him since I was, he's always had this self-confidence about him. Mind you, he's always been good at everything he applies himself to. He was awesome at baseball hated soccer but was really good at it uh he baseball was his sport of choice but anything he applied himself to um he was like I feel like sometimes I was the bully because I was so confident in who I was I felt bad like maybe I shouldn't be like this because there some you know he's like I had like my circle and then my you know other friends and he's like I didn't feel like I always felt like I stood out because not everybody felt this way Mm -hmm. I was like yeah but it's because you were owning who you were. Yes. And I was yes, like, not yes. everybody can say that. It's yes. very rare that someone walks in the room and all everybody, their presence is just like, and everybody just turns and stares. And that's how he is. Like, he's just like walks in and he's like talking to everybody. Like he's known them their whole life. And they're always like, man, like, man, Frank, how do you do it? He goes, oh, cause I don't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, I'm so like, you say that he goes, yeah. Like, he's like, what, what do I have to offer he's like being me mm-hmm. and if people don't like it he's like i'm not everybody's cup of tea not everybody likes me he goes 
I don't care. I've learned not to care. I don't care. It's not, what is it going to pay my bills? Is it going to change the way, like uh, my relationships with my kids? Like he goes, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Like people, if we were just more like that, he's like, seriously, every, you wouldn't care about all the little things in between. And I'm, I'm there. That's where I am. And it took me, um, you know, a couple of hard, hard years and a couple of bosses that were jerks and a couple of people who were assholes, you know, here and there. But now I just think I'm good. I'm good with who I am. And if you don't like it, that's a you problem. It's cleansing. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's just cleansing. Yeah. I know. I'm, I mean, I'm there. I could say I'm there, but there's little things where I'm just like, I just like the whole, I tend to explain myself a little too much sometimes. And I'm just like, I just gotta let it be like, there's no need. There's no need for explanations. Like even with the whole texting thing, like, mm-hmm. this is, this is it. Like, so I get, and if you understand me, then you won't ask for an explanation. You won't expect an explanation. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is it. Like, and that's how my sister-in-law is always like, you don't have to apologize Des. Like, I always feel like to my family, like I apologize, but they're like, we know you're busy. Like, yeah. we know your life. Like we don't expect it. If you call us later on in the day, then like, okay, she got it. You have um, to accept that it is okay to be busy yeah. and it is okay to not, you know, reach an expectation that yeah. somebody else has put for you. Right. And then you will stop explaining. Mm-hmm. But it, until you truly accept that, that that is, it's okay to be that way. Right. Then you don't feel like you need an explanation. Yeah. Like, like if somebody said, do you like my cooking? You know, no or yes. Right. I don't, I don't have, who cares? Yeah. It's so black to me. It's super black and white, but that's that I've just evolved to be that way. That it's just black and white to me. And that is the greatest point to be at in your life though. I mean, I feel like that's like, if we're talking like Pokemon terms, I don't know. Cause we have kids. Cause I have kids (laughs) because we have kids and because I used to collect them (laughs) until my cousin stole them all. And I seriously, I had them all. She's not bitter at all. Like, yeah, not bitter at all. <laughs> I was very upset, you guys. You know, it took me a week to get the Charizard holographic, and I almost beat up this kid because he was such a punk about it. I told him I'll give him five bucks. He said yes, and then he went back on his word, and I pretty much went out there and threatened to kick his ass. But he was bigger, and he was just bullying. So anyways, that's a story for another day. Anyways, it's kind of like that. Like, you're evolving. And the last form of, like, when you get to, like, your last form, there's no greater. You can't. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. you feel at peace. Yeah. And there's like, there's more than just a sigh of relief. You just feel like you embody who you are. Yeah. So and I want to live more, more and most of mm-hmm. my life there. You know, yeah. I've, I've been there for a little while and I like it here. So I want to stay here and I want to help by like talking to you and talking to your people. Mm-hmm. I want to help people get to this place so that they can live more of their lives in this good place, in this comfy home, not in this escrow yeah. ready house. so is there anything like that you do do um in regards to like maybe people have never tried it before I always tend to say like oh do you journal do you it's because that's always the first thing that comes to mind as an example but um to what got you to that course not just shutting off the light switch but was Mm -hmm. there anything else that led you to that point to where you are now I don't I don't know if I don't have like a, um, like a daily habit or like a repetitive something mm-hmm. that I do really. Um, 
know. I think, I think I just, just started to accept that like, this is, this is how I like, I'm happy here. Mm-hmm. I, uh, okay. I will say that I seek joy all the time. It's a, it's a habit of mine. Um, and I find joy in small things and I'm, and I practice gratitude a lot. So mm-hmm. that is, that's a really big part that I've actually, now that you say it, yes, I do practice those things, but I've been doing it for a long time that I don't think about it anymore. Yeah. So they become like a brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They become natural to me. Um, I am, I'm thankful for good coffee. I'm thankful for good friendship. I'm thankful for an easy drive here. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that the sun came up and it was beautiful today. I'm thankful that when I go to use my phone, it works, you know, mm-hmm. small, tiny, itty bitty, insignificant wins in your day. If you are thankful for those tiny little wins all the time, I feel like you have a more joyful existence mm. just in general. So I do seek joy all the time. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that comes from being grateful. So yeah. I don't know if that necessarily goes into being authentic, but I think it makes it easier when you're grateful for small things. When, when you have a practice of gratitude, it's hard to be upset about lot of other things. Right. Like you can't be grateful and upset at the same time. Yeah. So if you, if I practice being grateful often and make it a habit, then by default, I will be less distracted by being negative. Yeah. I mm. think that's what it is. And then also cleaning out my social media. That helped a lot. Right. Yeah. I like that you said that. I feel like this was like a wink moment because like Deborah was like her philosophy is seeking joy mm-hmm. every day, whether it's big or small. So listen to this. I could just like hear her. She's like, that's a wink. Mm-hmm. So that was like, you know, gotcha moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like even the universe is like speaks with you. When Why you do you feel, think I wore the shirt? Today? Yeah. When you feel more. When you look for joy, when you look in your gratitude, like your universe just speaks to you in more positive light. Mm-hmm. Like, And also when you look for joy, mm-hmm. you tend to, I think naturally you're going to judge people less. Mm-hmm. Cause like if I, if I came into um, a situation and I was looking for the negative things, you could find, you could find tons and then you'd be yeah. overwhelmed by what needed to be changed or right. what you could improve upon or whatever, instead of looking at it from the other side of the perspective and going, what is good here? Mm-hmm. How many good things can I find here? Right. How many good things can I talk about today? How many good things can I, can I dwell on today? Right. And then sooner than later, by just by default, you're going to have yeah. less negative things to talk about, think about, occupy yourself. Right. You will naturally gravitate towards the positive mm-hmm. versus the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Things in your life. Um, is there a quote that stands out to you? I always put everybody on the spot. I should probably start <laughs> telling them that this is going to happen because everybody's like trying to look through their phones and they're just like, oh, oh my God, what am I doing? But is there something that naturally um, stands out to you or like a quote that you like? I don't know. That's your favorite. I have, I have a quote on my locker actually, and I see it every single day and it's no grit, no pearl. Mm-hmm. I see it every day. And that to me, it's that obvious it's obvious, but to me, it's like not everything is, is what it's going to be in the end. Yeah. So if that oyster didn't get a piece of sand to irritate for a minute, right. Then it wouldn't have become a pearl. Mm. So no grit, no pearl is 
some you, you got to go through it to get the good stuff. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And I keep that on my locker. I open my locker every day and it's right there. Great one. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you want to share or tell our followers or listeners? Not followers. I don't know why I said that. Our peeps. Our, our peeps. No, I, I our, think. No, I just enjoyed community. our time talking. I um, I hope you guys followed us because we're kind of spastic a little bit here mm-hmm. and there. But ah! for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, it's just two friends talking. And yeah. that's like, that's just, that's how it is. But I love your message. I love your feed. I'll tell you, I will tell you that um, when I first started following your feed and when mm-hmm. you, I think it was because you were Lincoln's treasures before and then you kind of evolved into the self-love effect. Yes. And so that transition, I was really intimidated by how vulnerable you were mm-hmm. and really intimidated by like how just out there you put yourself. Yeah. But I was, I respected the shit out of oh, you for thank doing you. it. Thank you. And I, at first I was like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? Not, not in a bad way, but uh-huh. like just really surprised. Yeah. And then- I just love it now. I just absolutely love it. It's so empowering. And it's like those dominoes when one person is authentic, then the next person mm-hmm, is, and then the mm-hmm. next person, and the next person. And then by the time you you look back, you're like, look at all these people who have jumped on our on mm-hmm. our wagon with us. Yes. You know, look at all these and people. It's riding who, this train. Yeah. Who, it takes it takes one brave person. And I appreciate you being brave and and starting this mm-hmm. because whether you think so or not, you have inspired me to be even more authentic and like put myself out there because I see that you do it and it's, it's joyful. And like I said, we go for joy. So thank you. I, I, um, thank you. I don't always know what to say. Like I never know. I guess (laughs) I feel still, I still get, I'm not going to lie. And this is a pretty opportunity to be honest. I get very uncomfortable when people message me or thank me because I just see myself as me, Mm -hmm. like, not that I should see myself as anything other than me, but I'm just always like, wow, like always like speechless, like humbled. Um, I don't know, like, just like, wow, like this is like awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. But I don't ever know because like, I, I always like, even when people ask me about the part, oh, what's your podcast name? I'm like, I literally will just look at them. They're like, well, can I find on Spotify? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, does it have a name? Yeah. <laughs> well, can I have it? The- they literally have to ask me all these questions because I'm not, it's not that I'm like, I'm uncomfortable having a podcast or I'm comfortable with myself. I'm just like, wow, like this is actually like happening. Like mm-hmm. this is so amazing. Like how awesome it is to have a platform and a building this community of whether it's women or men coming together and rejoicing in who they are mm-hmm. and being able to be a part of that is bittersweet. And it's like bittersweet. Like I'm not going to, when I started following you, I was like, I was even intimidated because you, you just look like a badass. Like when I <laughs> oh, met you in geez. person, I was like, oh, well, well, okay. For those of you who are listening, I'm 5'10". So, yes. okay. And okay. I have I was very, just say and that. I have very intimidating cheekbones. <laughs> no, well, no, I wasn't intimidated by her cheekbones. She was, thankfully no, that day she was like, she had, uh, you had your daughter with you. I had you, a baby right? strap. You, yeah. You had chest. a kangaroo yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. going on. So I was like, I was like, okay, this is fine. But yeah, online I'm like, uh, whoa like somebody oh was like I, i'm i get more intimidated and, and then obviously I, i've always been that shy kid too so it's but part, i think part that's of part of nature. that's part of what makes you yeah. good at this is that well, you're oh, not so yet, genuine thank you you're thank so you. genuine and i'm telling you guys that 
she is exactly you get your money's worth with this one. She's exactly who you think she is. Truly. She's exactly who she portrays herself to be. She's ex- she is this wonderful. Truly. Well, you are too. Oh, you so. are too. And <laughs> I, I feel, I thank you and appreciate you for making me feel like a normal mom every, and it's so funny how the universe works or whatever higher power you, you, you believe in, but on the days I need it most, you always tend to put a story <laughs> and I feel normal. I'm oh, like, I'm so glad. I don't feel like a bad mom. I don't feel like I could have done it better. Like I did it as best as I can for my kids. And that really mm-hmm. all that matters. Yes. And I did it as best as I can for me. And that's all that matters. So keep being honestly, we're watching. I know there's more of <laughs> not, it's not just me. It's a lot of us that are watching and like, Oh shit. Like, okay. All right. I got it. I got it. Like, yeah, I I like, I feel like it's like a pump up without like you being there and pumping me up. Like, I'm like, okay, I got it. Like it's the Rocky movie. And I I feel like I can go on with my day without feeling crappy. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to be that for you. Yeah. So you're awesome. And I love you. And I am more so thankful that you made the drive to come up here, um, to the good old desert. Luckily we don't live too, too far from each other, but uh, we don't live far enough for that to be an excuse. Yeah. And but, you know, good old California and the traffic and crazy drivers is always like <laughs> it. That's the pain in the ass part. Um, California drivers, you know, if we could just be a little nicer because, geez, man, we're the worst on the road. We're I don't care worst. what anyone says. Like everybody's all for themselves. I feel like we're in a Spartacus movie and we're like, ah, like <laughs> Braveheart. And I'm just like, what's going on? Like, aren't we on a like we're all on the same road together? Like I can't move. But yep. that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, but I thank you. I thank you for being here. Um, and I just love you as a person. I really thank do appreciate you. you. And love I'm you too, Des. so glad our paths crossed. Me too. And I feel like lately I've been saying this a lot, but thank you, Street Parking, for just bringing all these beautiful people together. Yeah. I've met so many beautiful people and um, you're just, you're one of them. You're one of like my people. And I feel like <laughs> I could say that and like, yeah, I'm so cool. Like my people. <laughs> so yep. it's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. I thank, well, thank you. you. I thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I feel like um, if you did bear with us and listen to the whole thing, I know we kind of like redirected you a bunch of times, but it was really just owning it and owning your story and just being really honest and authentic as possible. Um, and I hope you walked away knowing that you're enough and there's no reason to continue putting this filter or, you know, whatever it is over your life. Just show up as yourself. And it's okay to accept that not everyone's going to like you and, you know, and that's okay. And that's just part of life and being human. So own it, post it, enjoy being human, cheers to being human and just keep being yourself. Okay. In a world full of roses, be a damn sunflower, a wildflower, however you want to choose to word that. So before I let you guys go and let me drop you some discount codes um, born primitive spring collection is here. Uh, they do have a 20% off, um, sale going on right now, depending on when I drop this, it might still be going on. I should have thought of that more clearly, but anyways, that's besides the point you guys head over and get their spring collection. They'll be restocking soon. Stay tuned for more details, um, on restocks, but you could save using the, um, link I now have under the synopsis. They have changed it a little bit for us. Um, 
brand ambassadors, we now have a direct link that can be used and you'll automatically save at checkout. Um, head over to Wad and Done, save your hands, stop tearing. I haven't torn in over a year. Get your hands on some Wad and Duns. Also, they're an amazing company. Um, very sweet. Customer service is amazing. You could save at checkout using Treasures 10. And then head over and get yourself some Maven Threads headbands. I use them all the time during my workouts. Um, I sweat so much. I sweat the minute I start even, I don't know, squatting. After 10 squats, I'm already drenched in sweat. Anyway, head over and check them out. They have the cutest patterns. Uh, they even have solids. But head over and save at checkout using Self Love Effect. And if you don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar, head over to Goalie and get yourself some gummies. You can use at Lincoln's underscore treasures. And last but not least, give a very big shout out and follow and support to the UR Brute Force community. UR Brute Force, get yourself a sandbag at bruteforce.com. And also, last but not least, I feel like this is a trend now because most of my follow, most, oh my God, there I go with that word again. Most of my guests lately have been Shree Parkers. And I am very thankful for the community head over and give them a follow and just your support at street parking. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your love and support. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.